We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Rob Doster here for the Field of 60. Today, we are bringing you another episode in our Off the Carousel series, where we will be joined by each and every new head coach to the Division I ranks. There are almost 60 of them. We're going to be rolling these out a couple of days throughout the month of May and the month of June. So make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you like this interview, don't be afraid to tap that like button. That stuff really does help our channel and help our presence on YouTube. It helps more people like you find this content. And since I have you guys here, make sure that you check out our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are going to be pumping out more unique content over there throughout the summer heading into next season. Like, for example, did you know that Penny Hardaway was shot when he was a player in college? I bet you didn't know that. There are more stories like that on those pages. The links are in the description below. So now, without further ado, let's get into another edition of Off the Carousel. Now let me welcome onto the field of 68's Off the Carousel series, Mike Jordan, the new head coach of the Lafayette Leopards. Mike, thanks for being here, man. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity, man. So I, I want to start you off with this. You've been you've been around basketball your entire life. You graduated from Penn in 2000. You played pro ball for more than a decade. You've been an assistant for, I believe, the last 11 seasons, if my math is correct. And now you're getting a chance to run your own program. And I know you've only kind of been in the position for – uh, for a couple months, but I want to know what is the what is the thing that has surprised you the most about having your own team and your own program that maybe you didn't expect? Um, nothing really surprising. Um, I'm just you know getting used to a lot more meetings and a lot more uh, you know administrative duties. But um, I have a great staff who uh, who helped with a lot of that, so um, the transition's been been pretty smoothly for me. And again, I got the job in April. Um, you know, I had a month or so, and then our guys left to go home. So it's been really slow, um, you know, and, and again, it, that's been great. You know, the fact that they they went home for the summer already and and now I got the summer to plan and, and do some things and, and the staff that that we have, uh, have have helped immensely. So Fran O'Hanlon, the guy that you were replacing at Lafayette, he was an institution. He was there for 27 years. What's it what's it been like coming in and, and replacing the shoes of a guy that has kind of been in a program for, I mean, look, 27 years is a long, long time to be in one spot. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's, uh, you know, coming in behind a guy like Fran who has done so much, you know, not only for Lafayette basketball, but the game of basketball in itself, 
Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy, but you know, again, I, I'm a little different, different from Fran. I think, um, like you said, 27 years, uh, you know, that's what coach K has been there that long. And, you know, maybe, uh, but Dean Smith before that, you, you know what I mean? Like that, that's unheard of in, t- in today's, you know, in today's game, uh, the way the carousel works. So, um, again, to come in after such a legend, um, it's not going to be easy, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. I think the best way to put it is that his first season at Lafayette was your my senior season. Year. Was it your freshman year in uh, college? Yeah, it was yeah. actually my senior year of high school. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's how long that he was at. Yeah, he recruited me. He he actually recruited me a little bit uh, to Did try to really? go to Lafayette. Yeah. So I wasn't, you, wasn't making that move, though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So I, I want to ask you a little bit about Colby because that's where you spent 10 of the last 11 years. And uh, right now, I think you could probably make the argument. It's as as good as any mid-major program in the country. They've won. I think they've won everything in the Patriot League the last four years, more or less. Uh, but it wasn't always that way. I remember um, when I was in high school back in 2003, I actually got a letter from Colgate and I was not good enough to be getting letters from Colgate. So um, you were there for, for more or less that entire build. I, I'm curious how how difficult was that process and how much of that are you going to try to replicate at Lafayette or are you going to try to do it your own way? Um, I got there the second year that Matt was on the job. Um, and again, it took us, it took us a while to get to, to where we wanted. Um, and I think the blueprint is something that, you know, if it works, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, um, I was part of that. So it's not necessarily doing it my own way. It's kind of, you know, mimicking, a lot of the things that we did because all of us had a, you know, a part in that Matt, myself, you know, Mike McGarvey, Dave Klatsky, we all, you know, were a part of, of building that program up and, and the things that we did. So we know what it takes to, to build a program, you know, especially in this league. Um, and, and I think Lafayette's poised to, to, to make that type of run, you know, we're going to put in the work and continue to work and try to get better every day. And, and that was our motto up there is just to continue to work. And I know it sounds cliche, but, you know, we had to trust the process a little bit and and work on getting better every day. And as long as we did that, you know, we, we, we knew that the success would come. Is it when, when you're building a program at a school like Lafayette, it's a little bit different than than programs that are going to be high majors because there's only going to be uh, certain kids that are going to be able to to get into the school and be accepted into that that uh, that that um, that college. So how how do you target these guys? Is it more you're looking at grades first and then trying to find the best basketball players? Is it you're looking for great basketball players and you just kind of have to figure out okay this transcript will make it, this transcript's not going to make it. How does that how does that process of of kind of weeding through all of the players and in, in high school basketball work? Yeah, we have a uh, obviously we have a limited. Uh, a limited pool of applicants, uh, you know, that we can get into school and then we compete not with only our league, but with the Ivies as well. Um, so, you know, you got to do your due diligence. You got to do your homework. But again, like you said, the first thing you got to look for is can the kid do the work, you know, and if the academics line up, then you can move forward because you get a lot of, a lot of coaches and say, my kid's a qualifier. And I'm like, okay, He's a qualifier, but he's not a qualifier for, you know, a Lafayette, for Colgate or, you know, the Ivy League. Um, our qualifications are a little bit different than, you know, just, a, I'll say, like a state school. You, you know, I mean, no offense to any state schools, but you, you know what I mean? So a qualifier for that school is a little different than us. So we go from there. And, and again, as, as, as a coach, 
And as a player, I was I was very good in the classroom, but I was a basketball player who cared about academics. You, you know what I mean? So those are the kids that I'm going to particularly, you know, uh, target um, instead of the other way around. You know, I know they're student athletes first, but again, I was a basketball player that cared about academics. And, and I think those are the, those are the kids that help you win. You know, the, the basketball player that cares about doing well and cares about academics. So I actually think that that is a little bit of an advantage for uh, for some of the high academic institutions, specifically because I think that kids are going to be picking the school based on the school. I don't think that um, programs like yours, the Patriot Leagues, the Bucknells, the the Colgates, the Yales, the Princeton's are going to have as much of an impact when it comes to all of the transfer portal stuff, because these these players that you're getting understand what what that degree means when they get that degree. And I think it kind of helps you build a culture. It helps you build a program. You kind of get that. Uh, that year over year consistency. Does that make sense? I, I think that there is an, no, it makes, it makes perfect sense. Um, and again, you, you would think that I think it's more, more in the Ivies where they don't leave um, as, cause I've seen, and, and again, not that we've had anybody leave when I was at Colgate uh, and, and a lot of kids don't leave Lafayette either, but you know, there are some teams in our league that guys have up and left, you know, in, in abundance. So um, I guess it all depends on the kid. Uh, again, you, you hope that the relationship that you have with that kid while you're recruiting them and while they're there, that they, you know, they, they value that and want to stick it out with you. And also, like you said, you know, you want to get that degree at the end of the day, you chose to go to that school because of what the degree can get you when you're done. And when the ball stops bouncing. So yeah, we don't get hit a lot with the transfer, uh, portal, um, Unfortunately, we, we lost a, a, a center, an all-league center, to, uh, to the portal. He ended up going to Richmond. Um, but it's rare, I think, at the, in the Ivy and Patriots that a kid transfers before, you know, getting that, that degree. Because, again, like you said, you choose that school for, you know, the academic piece that, that comes along with it. Is it going to be weird playing against Colgate this year? I'm sure you have some uh, very deep, very meaningful relationships with a lot of the people on that team in that program around that, uh, just around that athletic department, around that entire university. No, nah, it's not going to be weird. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to competing against those guys. Um, again, those the, they're like my brothers. Uh, you know, and. and like you said, we do. I do have a lot of good relationships up, you know, up there. And, and, and again, we all have said, you know, we're rooting for one another, except, you know, two or three times a year, which is, uh, you know, I understand that. Um, but I'm looking forward to the, to the competition. You know, they they are the, you know, the, the, the perennial big dogs of the league. And, uh, you know, I love competition. I never ran away from a good time. So I'm looking forward to, to competing against my my old backcourt mate. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing that feels better than uh, than than winning against you know one of your best friends or one of your siblings, right? Yeah, you know we uh, <laughs> you know he's like a brother to me, so that you know let the sibling rivalry begin. <laughs> there you go. Uh, last thing I got for you, then I'll let you get out of here. You played in uh, this is according to your Wikipedia: Spain, France, Venezuela, Germany, Latvia, Belgium, Greece, and Israel during your professional career. I probably missed a country or two in there at some point. So. I want your wildest story from playing abroad because I know that every single person that has played in Europe has more than a few wild stories. Um, you know, I, I don't. I've I've been fortunate enough to play in places where 
it, it wasn't too wild. You know what I mean? Like you got your money on time and, and things like that. But the, the wildest thing for me was when we played, uh, when I was in Greece, I played for Pauk and we were playing Aris uh, down at Thessaloniki. And they would not allow Aris's fans into our arena because that's how, like, they literally do not like each other. You know, like the night before our game, I think, you know, our fans saw like one of their players cars in our town like having dinner and they threw like a uh, bricks through the window like it, it, the rivalry was it was incredible and then you know just coming out and playing in that game the atmosphere and the crowd was and you can find this it's on youtube too like just packed throwing stuff on the floor you know papers all type toilet paper papers everything a couple you know some, some nuts and bolts and at the other team uh, they started a fire inside the, you know, the flares and stuff inside. Um, that was probably like the, the wildest, the wildest thing for me. And, you know, luckily we were the home team because if we were on, the, we were on the road. I, I, I was just, you know, that was just, a, that was just you brought your car up there. That's for sure. Yeah. That, you know, that was, that was crazy. So that, that's probably my wildest story. Um, again, I've been very fortunate to be in places where, you know, you got your money on time and, and things like that. So I, I don't really have too much too much wild wild stories to share but that that situation was probably the craziest and then you know i was in i was in israel um and i got sent i got released the week the phillies won the pennant which was great because i got to go home and go to the parade and everything and and, and go down and party uh, the night that they wanted but like the next weekend um they started shooting the mortars over so you know i kind of dodged a bullet there yeah, you got it out of there just in time. Yeah. People yeah. think they know rivalries uh, with American sports, and then you hear about some of the stuff that happens in, in Europe with the clubs and basketball and these soccer teams, and it's just – it's it's on a completely different level that you can't yeah. understand. Yeah, that's some high-level some high level hatred. Like, you know, I, I hate Princeton because <laughs> I went to Penn. You know, those are our rivals, but it, it's not – it's not it's nothing compared to the, to the, you know, the derby games that they have over there. Yeah, so you're not setting off flares in, uh, in any – any gyms here? Nah. Princeton's playing? No? Fire hazard. Fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, I appreciate the time. Uh, thank you for uh, for being here for the Off the Carousel series. It's great to catch up with you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Best of luck this season. All right. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.